0: So Amon Ra didn't get a ton of volume this week from Josh Goff, but who did was Josh Reynolds.
1: Jared Goff?
0: What did I say? Josh Goff?
1: Josh Goff.
0: <laughs> and then wrapping up our top 10, we have Devontae Smith, uh, 23.1 points.
1: Yeah, AJ Brain. AJ Brain. AJ Bryant.
0: <laughs> so you can do it too. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of No One Cares About...
1: Your running back
0: woes. Do you have running back woes? I Tell have me your so running many. back woes.
1: <laughs> Ugh. I have quite a bit. I've lost Austin Eckler for who knows how long because he's going to be out indefinitely or there's no timeline on his return is what they say. And then Saquon's out this week and one of my running backs got a healthy scratch so he's out and I got outbid in... Both leagues and in the waivers, so <laughs> I'm without a workable, decent running back right now. Plenty of wide receivers.
0: Well, who needs a running back?
1: Hey, if I win this week, then clearly I do not.
0: Well, hello, everybody. I am Commissioner Johnny. Joined as always. Bye. Your favorite co-host, Crispy. Wait, you laugh through that. Wait, you laughed.
1: It was so like mechanical. <laughs> hello, like it my name is Johnny. Is... Hosted by Ed. Here is insert crispy
0: (laughs) insert your name here i am not a robot but i'm here to talk about some week two recaps some news and week three
1: yes let's let's move move on to week three (laughs) (laughs) well actually let's skip week three i don't even want to know what
0: happens (laughs) we'll move on to week three but unfortunately not everybody's going to move on to week three some people are going to get left behind in week two how was your week two minus your running back woes i guess
1: I mean, actually, it was really, really well, but my outlook for week three is not so positive looking.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I think it was a a better, slightly more normal fantasy week, I feel like, than week one was. Uh, I think teams are kind of getting into their flow. Um, We're going to see a little bit more consistency, I think, in the top tens. We'll talk about those later. Um, But what happened that tends to be the, the running story is running back injuries. So the big one being the one that happened during the Monday night doubleheader, Nick Chubb, done for the season. Some saying done for good.
1: Yeah, it. his outlook does not seem very positive. I don't know why I did it. I went looking for the video. I regret it. I wish I hadn't. It looked terrible. I think that his injury that he sustained on Monday night is actually the same knee that he also like pretty much destroyed back in college, so... I can't imagine, like, two huge injuries on the same knee. I don't know what the one in college looked like, but this one just was beyond nasty. I had knee surgery. I mean, I had knee surgery, but I, like, had, like, surgery in my knee because I tore a ligament. And, yes, it's definitely not the same. I can't imagine tearing all of your ligaments.
0: (laughs) Were you ready to play football within a year after that?
1: No, I still can barely walk
0: sometimes. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was the same knee that he, he injured before. I, unfortunately, got sent a picture of both injuries and, mm. in like, little—is it a meme? Like, I don't know if it's really a meme, but, yeah, it's showing the 2015 injury and then side-by-side side to the 2023 injury, and I'm looking at it right now. It's grossly similar, and, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one to recover from and brutal, brutal for Nick Chubb for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know— how you save a running back from that type of injury? I think it's just a freak accident while playing a very physical sport. I don't know. It looked bad. It looks bad. I'm sure it was. I mean, who knows? I, <laughs> I don't know what he um what he looked like after the injury. I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing because like it is so uncomfortable to, to like think about. But I can just imagine he like just probably went numb from the shock, or was in horrible amounts of pain um but i hope that his recovery is quick and positive but yeah i don't know how you come back from an injury like that and be the same player
0: yeah looking at your face is definitely nervous laughter so i understand (laughs) where you're coming from yeah we wish wish him the best obviously i hope he comes back i'm sure he hopes to come back but just who knows how realistic that's going to be but we can just wish for the best because at the end of the day, football's fun. Football is great to watch. Fantasy is great, but these are obviously real people, and we can see putting more or less their lives on the line, right? And hopefully, he can still just live a a, a full life past this injury.
1: Yeah, just hoping that you know, just his movement isn't too badly um, affected. Poor guy. And I love him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and th- this was going to be a big year for him. Uh, we'll cut, we'll talk about it, I think, a little bit later. But uh, yeah, lots of excitement for Nick Chubb going into the season, and not quite the same Aaron Rodgers hype, but similar outcome, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh, sad.
0: Staying on running backs, um, I think. Do you get credit for this one? Do I? We had plenty. Did I crispy uh,
1: curse this one to existence, or is this just like? Expe- expectations.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he's obviously been on the pod radar for a while, but we definitely brought it up last week. And officially, as of right now, Cam Akers no longer a Los Angeles Ram.
1: Nope. Officially out of there. Say bye-bye to sunny LA,
0: Cam. The writing was on the wall. McVeigh pretty much said, yeah, he's on the trading block. Um, curious to see what's going to happen to him. But, yeah... It's just so weird. I mean, we've already talked plenty about it, but the weird relationship he had, like he, he, they released him last year, right? And then they he did
1: They didn't really. I don't think they ever officially released him, but they were like, "Oh, like things aren't like looking very positive with this situation." But or apparently, like all scratch? of the talk about this has been that like everything's fine, relationships are great. Um, it's just not like it's just not the best for the team. I don't. I don't know. It makes zero sense.
0: Yeah. And so he was like, you know, not on the Rams half the season last year. And at the end, they're like, wait, never mind. Come back, play, play. And he did decently well. And so he's coming into the, this year thinking that he's RB1, played a total of one game and then no more. And so curious to see what's going to happen to him. Um, I can't imagine the team is going to be too excited to sign him.
1: Yeah, I I don't know who would be dumb enough to grab
0: him. Oh, wait, there's... I got breaking news. This just in. Cam Akers traded to the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Oh, that makes sense. They're dumb enough to do that.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, like you said, he's leaving sunny L.A. for not too sunny Minnesota.
1: Have fun, Cam. We won't miss you.
0: It'll be interesting, you know... We talked a lot about Alexander Madison going into the season. Kind of some hype around him as well. He hasn't really produced this year. And I guess maybe they see something in Cam Akers to back him up or maybe put a fuel under Madison or something. But I can't imagine too much value in Akers going forward. I mean,
1: there's definitely a situation for the two of them to potentially battle it out to be RB1. Obviously, Madison has been waiting for his time to be... The number one in Minnesota, and Cam thinks he's the number one, so, an uh, interesting dynamic for sure. I don't know if it's necessarily complimentary, but we'll see how that goes.
0: I mean, you think he could have gone to I don't know uh, the Browns, who just lost the running back, or you know the Jonathan Taylor less Colts, or plenty of other teams, but no, I guess the Minnesota Vikings were in the greatest need? Question mark.
1: Yeah, very confusing, or just the other teams were smart enough to stay away.
0: And there's a couple of the news things here and there. We talk, You mentioned Saquon uh, injured, Wait, waiting to see what's going to happen if he's going to come back. They're Obviously, playing. he's dealing
1: with an injury. There was talks of him potentially still playing, but considering the matchup, I don't think it's worth risking Saquon's health. So I think it's actually the smart move to not have him play this week. It's just bad for my fantasy team.
0: Womp <laughs> womp. All right, so our favorite segment here, Top Tens. Um, I don't think we actually ended up mentioning this, week, uh, this last week, but w- this is PPR scoring. Uh, this is the majority of the leagues that I'm in, um, so I know that's the majority of the leagues that you're in. Yep. Uh, but, so we're going to go with PPR scoring for these. Uh, starting off with quarterbacks, some interesting things. In first was Daniel Jones. Huge jump from him. Uh, week one, he was 28th, the 28th quarterback. Jumps up to one with thirty one point seven points. Yeah,
1: I mean, super surprising to see that considering they were shut out in week one. um But no, he had a beautiful throw to rookie Jalen Hyatt. So yeah, I think that's the prettiest thing I've ever seen Daniel Jones do.
0: I mean, didn't you see him run like ninety some yards and then trip?
1: That's more on brand for him. That was,
0: that was beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Quarterback two on the week was Kirk Cousins. I like that. You
1: have a lot of Kirk Cousins, don't you?
0: I don't have a lot of Kirk Cousins, but I have him in fumble games, oh. and so you were like trying to jinx him. I mean, it, he was playing prime time, and that's historically where Kirk Cousins is terribly. He finished that game with 27.6 points, so I was hyped because that was, I think, more than any quarterback in week one, so I felt super good about it, and spoiler alert, I didn't get eliminated first round of uh, fumble games, so thank you Kirk Cousins. <laughs> QB3 on the week was Jalen Hurts. Welcome to the top five, my friend. He last week was 19 so another huge jump for him as well he was drafted as quarterback three so if you drafted him there you're super happy and played as expected 26.2 points russell wilson comes to the top five even with that loss that they had but uh he played really well i'm not sure how much of that game you saw you know i saw all of it but he was throwing <laughs> bombs and it was ridiculous and he looked like Russell Wilson of old. I'll definitely take that, and then need to keep on doing that. But he uh, ends up again QB four with twenty five point nine points.
1: Even with his bobble into the end zone, I guess it still counts.
0: Bobble is still six points,
1: <laughs> but still less.
0: I think biggest surprise of the week was Josh Dobbs. I I don't even know if I know what team he plays for. I guess he plays I football. I was
1: just about to ask you. I don't know either.
0: <laughs> Josh Dobbs, um, is he is was is this Canadian league? I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> I honestly no, don't know. I was gonna <laughs> say Commanders, but is that Howell?
0: That's Howell, yeah. And uh, no, Josh Dobbs is the current quarterback one at the Cardinals. Um, oh. Yeah. He right. managed from being quarterback 32 last week, and ends up quarterback five.
1: I mean, the Cardinals are still trash, but good for you.
0: In case you're wondering, he was drafted as quarterback number 189. Makes sense. <laughs> Again, I don't reason why 100... I
1: have no idea what his name was or where he was from.
0: I don't think there's 189 quarterbacks, but well, there
1: Brady's we go. still draftable, so who knows who else is on that list?
0: Uh, Taysom Hill, well above that for sure. Quarterback six, uh, Jared Goff, uh, good game with the Lions there. He had 23.9 points. We prior, he is QB 18, so a really big jump for him. He's playing really well. Um, very, very consistent. Uh, finally got an interception. He was going for, he had a he had the longest streak right now without throwing an interception, but he did get one last week. Um, but still playing really well.
1: Wow, you actually complimented him.
0: I mean, he's not fun to watch, but whatever. I like points. All right. I also like him throwing Amon Ross St. Brown, which he didn't do much of last week, and I'm going to need a little more of that, sir. Please, thank you.
1: Oh, you're most likely going to be disappointed. I don't I don't know how well Amon Ra's going to be this week. Or if he's even playing. I think he's dealing with Turf Toe.
0: I think he's playing. Uh, but, yeah, definitely won't be 100%. Josh Allen wraps up the week as QB7. A jump for him. He was QB20 last week with that miserable game that he had the week prior. All we all know he's drafted very high as quarterback 2. So if you drafted him, you're still kind of disappointed. You definitely don't want... Uh, seventh best quarterback if you spent that high of a draft pick on him.
1: Yeah, this is surprising.
0: But at least he's looking better. Better than quarterback 20. But um, still still some things to figure out there in Buffalo. Another jump was Geno Smith. He ended up as quarterback 8, 23.1 points. We prior was quarterback 25. So if you have some of him, which I do, uh, happy with that. Happy with that. <laughs> um, That's my
1: backup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Quarterback nine, Lamar Jackson, 22.9 points. A uh, big leap for him as well. He wrapped up last week as quarterback 27. Still disappointing, just like Josh Allen, because you still expect a little bit more out of Lamar Jackson. But at least he's trending in the right direction.
1: I think it helps that he got some of his tools back. So he'll probably do, will do a little bit better next week.
0: Yeah, welcome to the top ten. <laughs> um, and wrapping up our top ten is... Am I pronouncing this correctly? Des, Desmond Ryder? Des, Des,
1: Desmond Ritter?
0: Desmond Ritter?
1: Desmond Ritter. Is he,
0: is he Canadian league as well?
1: <laughs> I actually know him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know him.
1: I know him. Now he's got some legs on him.
0: Uh, well, he's using them to, to get in the top 10. Uh, last week he was the 26th best quarterback. He was drafted 32, so he was technically drafted as the last quarterback. Um, so good to see that he, he's making moves there. And see if he can keep it up. Still no signs of life from Kyle Pitts in that offense. But he did hit Drake London this week for a touchdown. So that was good to yeah, see. Yeah,
1: no, he looks he looks really good. So I think he'll be we'll see him more often on this list than not. Especially sure if the rest so. of these quarterbacks continue to not perform as great as they're expected.
0: All right. Blind question. Don't even look who they're playing at next week. Who outscores the other? Joshua Dobbs or Desmond Ritter?
1: Oh, Desmond Ritter, 1,000%. I actually know who Joshua Dobbs is playing.
0: Oh, see, well, you cheated because you figured it out. but That's fine. Okay, we'll see. Just for the sake of argument, I'll go for Joshua Dobbs. We'll see how that goes next week.
1: I did not. Well, how did I cheat?
0: Because <laughs> you thought about it, and you figured out who they are playing. You, you base your decision on the matchup, which I specifically no, told No, I base my decision on
1: what team they play for, and I know mm. the team that Joshua Dobbs plays for, and I just also happen to know who they're playing this week.
0: I don't know. Joshua Dobbs, top five quarterback. Desmond Ritter's never done that in his career.
1: (laughs) Just wait. Ritter Ritter number four next week.
0: Ooh, she said it. Said it. If it's less than four, then I win. (laughs) That's not true. If Joshua Dobbs outscores Desmond Ritter, though, I do win. So that rounds up our top ten. I do just want to quickly touch on some disappointments, some womp womps. Uh, Mahomes, still outside of the top ten this week. He wraps up the week as quarterback 12 week before he was quarterback seven. So trending in the wrong direction, even though he got his BFF Travis Kelsey back.
1: Do we blame this on the fact that he was integrating more throws to the wide receivers? Uh, I think I'm
0: blaming Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, that's a Kelsey problem.
0: Uh, A Kelsey problem is a Mahomes problem. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not actually disappointment, but Anthony Richardson has been looking great. Uh, Unfortunately did get injured So he didn't finish the game, so he ends the game as quarterback 19. Still had 17.7 points, which is better than some other quarterbacks. Uh, And even Minshew ended up getting some value once he he got in there, but I'm sure no one was starting him. But hopefully Anthony Richardson gets gets healthy and comes back soon. What was his injury? I think it was concussed. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I saw that too. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, hopefully he's fine. It wasn't too bad of a hit. I didn't see it, so I don't know. No, well he'll probably be. He'll probably just miss this week and be back next week.
0: Pouring out for two quarterbacks that I think have died, um, Joe Burrow and Justin Fields, who have done nothing. Joe Burrow wraps up as QB twenty one. Actually, his scoring wasn't terrible. He had sixteen point three eight points, which is you know salvageable, I guess, but he definitely. You know, you drafted him top five. You don't want him, you don't want a twenty first performance from him. And then just after him, you have Justin Fields as quarterback 22, twenty two, fourteen point seven four points.
1: To be fair for Joe Burrow, I mean, at least he got more points than he did week one, so he is at least trending in the right direction. It's just. Doesn't make sense for the type of elite quarterback that he's supposed to be. As for Justin Fields, I feel like this is like very similar to last season where he seemed like trash. And then midseason it was like, oh, he realized that he can actually run the ball. Otherwise, yeah, not looking so good out there.
0: Killing me. I got some Jamar Chase on a couple teams and getting, getting nothing from him. Uh, we talked plenty about Mac Jones last week. Uh, no repeat this week. He comes back down to earth, ends up as quarterback twenty-three, big drop from quarterback two, so probably leveling out. I probably anticipate him to do a little bit better. He had a tough matchup, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, they played Miami. Yeah, I was say the
1: Dolphins. So yeah, it was a, yeah,
0: it? Yeah, was a, it was a tough matchup for him. So I expect probably a little bit better performance from him. But yeah, top top five might be out of the question. Top ten on eh, a good week.
1: I'd Say top fifteen.
0: On the other side of that, we have Tua who. Had probably a worse week than we had expected. He was our QB1 last week and playing that same uh, New England Patriots team. Ends the week as quarterback 27, only 11.3 points.
1: Yeah, he had a big interception on a throw to Tyree Kill. Just a little bit of struggle bus for him this week, but I'm sure he'll turn it around.
0: Uh, moving on to the running backs. Here we're starting to see, I mean, we, we've we've been dealing with a lot of injury but I think we're starting to, to to paint an interesting picture here with the top running backs. Uh, our RB1 was Brian Robinson. He was drafted running back 33. Last week, he was running back 15. So if you did take a shot on Brian Robinson,
1: oh, you're real. You
0: have some Brian Robinson I over there? I
1: do. I think I have him in the fumble games.
0: Oh, there you go. I think he kept me alive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> above consistent, so I think uh, expecting... Some pretty good production from him. He's definitely involved in the commander's offense there. So, yeah, good stuff from him. The aforementioned Cam Akers, officially gone in Los Angeles. His replacement, Kyron Williams. So far, fantasy beast. Week one, he was running back nine. And this past week ends up as running back two. And he was drafted. If you you pick him up in the draft. 227.
1: Yeah, I'm still really salty about that since I did not keep him from last year and I, I should have trusted my gut from last year.
0: I mean, no one would have, no one would blame you for dropping him. I mean, he did, he he did some stuff but didn't do anything to to really amaze you, right? But yeah, he's he's doing amazingly well. Cam Becker just left Los Angeles, so there's we can probably just expect this going forward. I know,
1: I just I just had a feeling.
0: Uh, we are happy with the next running back here, Saquon. We've been wanting him to have a bounce back. He finally did. Ends up as RB3 with 27.2 points. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can see more of this versus that week one RB31 performance.
1: JK, he's not playing this week.
0: Oh, too bad. So sad. <laughs> but I'll take it the rest but, of the season. You know, yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, they have the game on Thursday night. So uh, hopefully they rest him. So he comes back. It's, uh, mm-hmm. And doesn't re aggravate an injury anything anything like that, um, but yeah, at least we know he's still capable of. Yeah,
1: game. I mean it's a nice it's a nice bounce back from week one. So I ideally the <laughs> I mean the Giants can have some sort of gameplay going on, but hoping for the best.
0: Or before DeAndre Swift, this is kind of super frustrating. Um, the Eagles already seem like they're going to be a very frustrating backfield. Uh, the week prior, he was RV seventy one. I'm sure most people benched him, but here he goes, killing it and gets twenty seven point one points. Kenneth Gainwell was out, so I'm sure that had to had some to do with it. I think Boston Scott's still there, and it's just it's just weirdness in this Eagles backfield. I don't, I don't like, like it
1: either, but I realized that I have Kenneth Gainwell in one league and DeAndre Swift in another league, so this was good for one league.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of similar. I did start him, I think, in a league, and then I benched him in another. So, yeah, it's just one of those backfields that we're going to have to flip coins for, which which isn't yeah, great. Yeah, I'm
1: not looking forward to figuring that out.
0: Our RB5 was Raheem Mostert. I think this is another great uh, running back steal. I think he was falling a little bit more in drafts because those those rumors that Jonathan Taylor might end up in Miami. Uh, obviously, that didn't end up happening. So if you picked up Mostert, he was drafted around RB44. Week one, he was RB18. And again, he wraps up week two, RB5, 25.7 points. Yeah, this
1: is really surprising, but also um, good for him. It's about time.
0: (laughs) It's about time. RB6. This one is a result of the Nick Chubb injury. Uh, His backup was Jerome Ford. Produced very well. Again, ends up RB6. 24.1 24.1 points. I think he's going to have a huge role going forward. Uh, the big news of today, again, we're recording on Wednesday, is that the Browns did sign Kareem Hunt. My take on this is that I don't anticipate him to have too much value going forward. What do you Ford think?
1: Ford or Hunt? Yeah, Hunt. I mean, they came out, um, the Browns coach came out and said that Ford was going to be their number one going forward. So it does seem that, like, Hunt's value is probably limited, but Hunt is coming in with, like, working knowledge of this team. But I had Hunt on my team for a while, and, like, he's not great. So I, I think it really will be the Drum Ford show. Yeah, it's hard to say. There's other people on that team that could also step up.
0: There was a lot of rumors of Hunt going to the Browns, even during the offseason. And they never pulled that trigger. They always were pretty confident with Ford as the backup. So now that they obviously need a little bit more depth, I mean, it makes sense that they bring him in. But yeah, but just for the sheer fact that they didn't sign him in the first place, in the first go-around they could have, um, it just gives me the idea that they don't have too much confidence in Hunt. Uh, They have familiarity with him, which is great. Um, But yeah, I think they trust Ford more than they do Hunt. Also,
1: Lou picked him up, and I just don't want him to succeed in that pickup.
0: Oh, wow. You're putting that out there, huh? (laughs)
1: It's the same thing I told him about Cam Akers, So, Kareem Hunt could be the next one.
0: We're we're gonna get a he. We're gonna get Cream Hunt RB one and Cam Akers <laughs> RB two next week. Is what's gonna happen. You heard it, Lou. Start both of them. RB seven CMC. I mean, he ends up top ten, which is great. But you drafted him as a one, so not sure if you're truly loving that. But, yeah, it's still top 10 performance. 22.5 points, that's great, right? So, you're happy with that, but not as happy as Brian Robinson, Kyron Williams, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I there. mean,
1: 22.5 points is not bad by any means. I, there's just other people, other running backs on these other teams that just produced a lot more this week. Uh,
0: another great one was Rashad White. Scores 21.3 points. Ends up at R as RB eight. Previous week is RB thirty nine. So huge jump for him, and welcome to the top ten. The rookie that we've been talking plenty of, Bijan Robinson, wraps up his week as RB nine. Again, disappointed if you drafted him higher than that. Still got you twenty one point two points, so that's good. But the probably the bigger storyline on that one is um, our friend Tyler Algier. What happened? To be fair.
1: Every time Algier was on was on the field, it was fake. And every time Bijan was on the field, he'd run the ball. So I hope, like, I really want to see, like, teams next week be like, oh, Algier's on? They're going to fake it to him and see if that works out for them.
0: Just flip the script. It's a good <laughs> call. So if you have Algier, start him. Bench Bijan Robinson. Maybe you don't first.
1: do that. I B. John is a beast <laughs> down there. Like he looks like when he gets going and, and he looks like he's unstoppable. He's pretty unstoppable. He's pretty cool to see.
0: And then wrapping up our top 10. I'm kind of excited about this one uh, was Zach Moss there in Indianapolis. Scores 20.7 points. This was his season debut. Um, replacing Jonathan Taylor there in Indianapolis does really well. 20.7 points. I think production we can see going forward from him.
1: I don't think this is sustainable for him.
0: Well, I think again, they, there's a ton of running back free agents. They could have signed Cream Hunt. There's still others out there available, and they haven't. I don't know. We'll we'll see what that one, what happens with that one going forward. What is slightly interesting, obviously, we, people know about the um, Jonathan Taylor drama dilemma, all that stuff that's going on there. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Jonathan Taylor needs to play one game this year to have his year count. So if he doesn't play the game a game this year, then he he doesn't get closer to ending his contract Does he with the Colts. need that
1: for any particular reason?
0: So he can be a free agent and leave the Colts.
1: So he has to finish out the year in order to, or pl- at least be considered having played a year in order to be a free agent.
0: He has to play one game. Week 18,
1: garbage
0: time. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Yeah, or else he's going to get stuck uh, under contract against the Colts. So it's in his best interest to at least play one game so he can move on from that organization. Will the Colts do it? Who knows? Yeah, so he's under the PUP designation, so he still has to miss the first four games. But yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. But in the meantime, it's Zach Mosher. All
1: right. I mean, I think... I. Obviously, it does seem like it's going to be Zach Moss, but I still don't think this is sustainable. I don't think he'll be on this list next week.
0: Second bet, Zach Moss, top 10. Wait, next hold week? on.
1: Who are they playing? Who are they playing? Eh, it's possible, maybe. I didn't watch enough of that game to really make a comment, but I just... Well, no bet. No bet. No bet.
0: Okay. So we'll we'll stick with the... Uh, what is it Desmond
1: Ritter versus oh, Joshua Dawgs.
0: Oh, Got it. Got it. All right. It's in the books. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, wide receivers. A familiar name here as our wide receiver one, Keenan Allen, 31.1 points. Again, I'll take it. <laughs> Looking like a spry young dog out there.
1: I mean, this is this is great for him. I mean, considering how much he missed of last season, it's nice to see that he still has it. And someone who has him in a league and a lot of Justin Herbert, good for me.
0: Yeah, last week he was wide receiver 23, 14.2 points. But yeah, now um, wraps up week two and uh, wide receiver one. So hoping to see more of that from him. That was great. And this is probably one of the biggest fantasy stories, I would say. Puka Nakua ends week two as wide receiver two. I'm very excited
1: to see that he is still on this list. I wish I had him in more leagues. While I didn't play him this last week, I am ready to play him this next week and hope that he keeps me in the fumble games.
0: I grabbed him, I think in one, maybe two leagues. I, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are, but typically, what I do, whenever I pick someone up, it's rarely to put him in my lineup right away. It's more like let's see what's going on with this player, especially early on, unless it's bye weeks and I need a player or things like that, right? But so I picked up Puka last week, and I just kind of let him stay on my bench, and I was like, let's see what happens. And now that he you know threw down thirty one, thirty point one points, he's a lineup block going forward for sure. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking Yeah, I mean,
1: about? I did the same thing. I picked him up in the Falmable Games and didn't play him. Um, he sat on my bench. I'm glad I won because if I would have lost and had those points on my bench, I would have been very sad. Yeah, and I'm the same way. If I'm going to give someone a try that you're not really sure about, I definitely kind of take the more uh standoffish approach and kind of see if, they, if they're the real deal. And it definitely does look like he is. I think he'll continue to be so even if Cup comes back, if one Cup
0: comes back. Yeah, it's it's interesting because yeah, week one he ended up as RB nine, so he hit he hit our top ten list, and you know that was already pretty surprising. But he had fifteen targets, which is huge, and so a lot of people are like, again, is that sustainable? Can he keep that up? So what does he do week two? He gets twenty targets, so he got more targets, wraps up as RB sorry, wide receiver two, and yeah, the big the big question is going to be what's going to happen if and when Cup returns. Ultimately, I think I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive and check some Rams stats later on as we get closer to that date and figure out a little bit more on the Cooper Cup situation. Um, Obviously, I think, though, he's going to lose targets, so it's going to go down. But we'll see what... I'm going to go historically and check how high two Rams wide receivers have been kind of on a week-to-week basis. I think all
1: you need to check is to see what numbers were like when it was Cup and Robert Woods
0: stay tuned we'll do that deep dive <laughs> later we talk plenty about the player here who ended up as wide receiver three mike evans how about yeah,
1: that he's definitely looking quarterback proof
0: did you uh catch any of that game A Couple of the highlights yeah i was watching red zone and it just kept on cu- uh, cutting back to evans and he's like caught another one caught another one like what's happening um currently he has 237 yards already this season we talked about how many times he's hit a thousand yards in the past. I think it was nine years. The answer was every single year, regardless of quarterbacks. So yeah, he's shown to be quarterback proof, and he's almost a quarter of the way there in two games. He's on
1: track for like eighteen hundred yards this season. Then, if he were to get a hundred yards each game this week, I mean, this every week. Damn. Yeah, I mean, Mayfield's not looking bad, so it's working out.
0: Mayfield, though, has not hit our top 10 quarterbacks quite yet, but he's he's creeping there in the in the, low teens. So we'll probably see him soon. This next one was a surprise to me. I don't know what you thought, but uh, T. Higgins, wide receiver four, twenty eight point nine 28.9 points. Yeah,
1: again, I'll take it, but I, looking at, <laughs> looking at um, Joe Burrow's numbers, I don't really understand how this happened, but it worked out for me.
0: Yeah, nothing to Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins, wide receiver four, killing me. Uh, another fun one was Nico Collins, wide receiver five, uh, 27.6 points. Uh, a week prior, he was wide receiver 24. So uh, he's doing good things out there in Houston. Actually had less targets. He had the first week had 11, second week had nine, but did more with these targets. And so, yeah, top five wide Is receiver. Is there
1: something happening in Houston?
0: Next, we have Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 6, 25.9 points. Uh, I know um, DK Metcalf got a little banged up there in that game. I uh, think he's gonna be okay going forward, but yeah, it gave Lockett a little bit more volume, and he did pretty well. Yeah, I saw
1: it. that about DK too. Yeah, I think he's gonna be fine, but yeah, it was uh, you know Lockett's looking better this week than I think he did the week prior as well. So good for him, and good for Gino.
0: Good for Gino. Good things Ooh. to Gino. Our wide receiver 7, CD Lamb, uh, drafted as wide receiver 5. I'm not calling this one too much of a disappointment. That's right, kind of where you want him to be. 25.3 points also, so you're happy about that. Week prior, he was wide receiver 33, so huge jump for him. So CD Lamb owners, I'm sure are happy about that.
1: To be that. fair, the offense was not <laughs> on, the, on the field very often in week one. But yeah, no, CD is looking very good, sacrificing his body for the team. Did not like it, but love to see it.
0: Uh, fantasy owners do not like body sacrifices
1: <laughs> it was a big hit it was a big hit
0: <laughs> wide receiver 8, Justin Jefferson uh, 24.9 points happy about that Uh week prior was wide receiver 7 so kind of consistent from him but again this was most people's wide receiver 1s off the board so probably want a little bit more from him but definitely not losing your league like uh, Jamar Chase is for people like so me so salty he, I, he's been so bad. He's been so bad. Unbelievably bad. And Joe Burrow, we didn't talk about this. Joe Burrow might not play this week. His backup, I definitely cannot even tell you his name. I can tell you that he's not thrown a pass in the end. Yeah,
1: this is not good for
0: anybody, but <laughs> No, not at all. So T Higgins probably won't see him in the top 10 Sad. next week. Awan Ra did not get a ton of volume from Jared Goff this week, but who did was Josh Reynolds. Uh, ends the week as wide receiver nine, twenty three point six points. This grand. is
1: what I was telling you. There's something going on with Amon-Ra. I think we'll probably see Josh Reynolds on this list again
0: next week. Well, Amon-Ra was wide receiver eleven last week, so I I don't, I don't know. Good for Josh Reynolds, though. Nice to see him. I think he used to be on the Rams, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely got a lot, um, getting some good volume there in Detroit. And then wrapping up our top ten, we have Devontae Smith. Twenty-three point one points.
1: AJ Brown does not like this. He is not a fan.
0: Did yeah, he tell you I that? He
1: told all of America that on the sideline.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, Devonte Smith is getting some pretty uh, consistent volume. He was wide receiver sixteen the week prior. Wide receiver ten this week. So. Kind of in that ballpark, but yeah, at the expense of A.J. Brown owners. Yeah, which
1: I feel like makes this like a hard thing to really trust because A.J. Brown obviously had a a really great season last season. So not sure if it's just he's being covered or he's just not being targeted. We'd have to look at those numbers. But if Jalen is just going to be kind of wishy-washy between the two of them, this is not good for fantasy owners.
0: Tight ends. Hallelujah. Tight ends. Tight ends was so much better this week. Tight end one on the week, TJ Hawkinson, twenty five point six points. That's a top tight end getting top tight end value. That's what we like to see. Uh <laughs> week prior he was weak. he was tight end three, so even um still he was still pretty consistent with that. But yeah, um surpassed that just a little bit and ends up as tight end yeah, one. Yeah, I mean
1: Hawkinson is good. We know that he's good, so it's good it's nice to see that there is some consistency at the position because it has been rough in seasons past.
0: Tight end two, Hunter Henry against a, you know, pretty stout Miami defense there. Um, last week was our tight end one, tight end two this week. Consistency. For
1: how long?
0: <laughs> did we say he was not going to come back? He did it. He came back. He's still top 10. He's still top Maybe, five.
1: I guess he could. He does have uh, probably the, the best chances of staying top 10 throughout the season.
0: I sure hope so. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't particularly own any Hunter Henry, but. Um, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to see. Good to see. Tight end three. Welcome back. Mark Andrews. So we would like to see. A top tight end getting top tight end value. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think this will probably be pretty consistent. And I think with Andrews being back, we'll see Lamar can, continue to climb on the quarterback
0: list. Let's keep this train going. Tight end four, Darren Waller. Tight end 19 last week. Did much better this week there for the Daniel Jones-led Giants. And yeah can get in get in decent numbers 13.6 points. i
1: think he'll stay on this list but he'll probably have a drop this next week
0: keep him top 10 that's all I want.
1: it's not hard when it comes to tight ends
0: it was pretty hard last it was week.
1: week one and the giants got shut yeah. up
0: <laughs> sure uh tight end five travis kelsey welcome back travis kelsey disappointing obviously because he was drafted as tight end one but hey Still got you top five performance here for the position. It's
1: kind of like what I was saying, like we don't. How long can Kelsey really keep those numbers going? And I don't know. Are we finally seeing the drop off? Is it really Taylor's fault? Too early to tell.
0: We won't know until the song comes out. (laughs) The song's going to be called 87. Oh,
1: God. It's be like chasing, chasing something.
0: Chasing touchdowns. Two
1: on the nose.
0: Chasing Lombardi's. (laughs) Chasing trophies works, Ooh. I guess. It's a little more vague. Yeah. has a cool ring to it. Chasing, Chasing, Chasing trophies. Chasing trophies. But, you know, I think he was still eas- easing himself back in. He, he didn't look too involved, I don't think, in the first half from what I was watching. And then uh, I think he got the touchdown in the second yeah. half. But, yeah, hopefully um, as he gets even more healthy, we can see a little bit more production from him. Uh, tight end six, another familiar name, Evan Ingram. Uh, last week was tight end five, so right in that pocket for you. This is maybe a familiar name, but surprised to have made this list. Zach Ertz ends up as tight end seven, 11.6 Yeah, points.
1: I don't know what's going on on that team, but it seems to be working for some people.
0: <laughs> as long as it works and we get a consistent tight end, I'll be All thrilled. Right. We've mentioned this name a plethora of times. Sam Laporta, happy to see it. Another top ten performance for him. Back-to-back week, uh, tight end eights for him. Uh, 11.3 yeah points.
1: I I like him I I like him a lot so I hope he continues to do well and maybe he can climb these charts a bit
0: definitely doable because yeah it's the it, the point margin between tight end four Darren Waller 13.6 to him at 11.3 is you know PPR two catches and Three yards, so yeah. not very much difference between them. Yeah, and all. if,
1: if Amon-Ra is dealing with his injury, then uh, maybe Jared Goff might rely on him a little bit more in the next couple weeks or next few weeks, depending on how severe, how banged up Amon-Ra is.
0: All right, so we have the top eight tight ends there, all familiar names. We're happy about all that, all that, but you know we have to have one outlier, and I'll take it because last week was way worse. Tight end nine. Kyle Granson.
1: What team is
0: he on? Kyle Granson. I can confirm he plays for the Indianapolis Colts.
1: I feel like that the Colts are like such a wild card this season. They like randomly show up on lists, and you're like, "Why are you there?"
0: (laughs) We got Anthony Richardson doing great things. Zach Moss doing great things. Gardner Menchu. He's
1: not going to end up on a list.
0: (laughs) He was a top-ish quarterback. I don't know where he was, but he was top-ish. But he was on the
1: Jags? Was he on the Jags? No,
0: this last he week. He was on the
1: list last week?
0: No, no, no this past week. Uh-oh. He almost made the list. No,
1: but he wasn't on the list. No,
0: that's a lie. That's a lie. He wasn't close. Um, but no, yeah, we'll, we'll see again. We'll, welcome, Kyle Granson. So this is my thing. If you make the list, stay on the list. So Kyle Granson, fair, do your thing.
1: Fair, fair. Let's have some consistency in Indianapolis.
0: And wrapping up our top ten, a familiar name. Bigger surprise than Zachary, I would say. Uh, welcome the ghost of Logan Thomas. Kind
1: of sad to say it like that. But yeah, no, it, it is nice to see Logan Thomas making a reemergence. Unfortunately, he was knocked out. Literally. That was a dirty hit. It wasn't great. I mean, I understand, like, it's your Broncos and the Broncos defense are for the most part, pretty legit. But Kareem Jackson took out Jacoby Myers last week too, gave him a concussion as well, which is what Logan Thomas is now going through without a suspension. And like, depending on the angle that you see that hit on of Jackson onto Thomas, he like elbowed him in the face late.
0: Yeah. Um, generally speaking, I've, I've been a Kareem Jackson fan. I, I like him as a player. This season has been quite disappointing on that front. Uh, a week prior, he knocked out Jacoby Myers from the Raiders. Pretty gross hit as well. Uh, and then back-to-back, uh, does the same thing to Logan Thomas. He gave both of them concussions. I was very much expecting Kareem Jackson to get suspended. He did not, but I know he's getting two big fines on that. But I'm hoping you know something happens. The Broncos voted him as a captain as a fan i'm pretty uncomfortable yeah, about yeah
1: i mean like concussions are a big deal and if we're just going to be giving these players a slap on the wrist with a fine like that's not that's not okay it's upsetting it's upsetting to like see that there isn't a suspension that the league isn't making a bigger deal about this and they're saying like oh it was like really difficult decision to make it's not a difficult decision to make this player has taken out two players there shouldn't be a question about it. Suspend him. He needs to learn his lesson if he doesn't. Like there's got to be a bigger evaluation done. Taking out two players in 2 weeks, like that has to be a bigger deal. You can't like find if you want to find him the first time and just say like, "Oh, it was a fluke. He hit him the wrong way." But not to happen again.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping he turns his game around. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know how to how he can even redeem himself at this point, but yeah, definitely he needs to not do that ever again. Agreed. This week, no kicker news, but uh, they all scored points. That was fun. Uh, was not the case for our defenses, though. We have the Texans and the Lions with goose eggs. Zero points from both of them. And then the Giants with negative one point, And our worst defense of the week, the Raiders, with negative two points.
1: I mean, the Raiders got negative two points, but the Giants were playing the Cardinals. There's no excuse for that. They should not have ended with negative one point.
0: Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Joshua Dobbs is their quarterback. I do now. That's a top five quarterback right there. Of course they got negative points.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like you mentioned, Raiders, negative two. Um. Overall, I just want to say the Raiders are just bad, right? They're just a bad team, or is it just Jimmy G? Brady has to be somewhere getting fitted for his uniform, right?
0: Uh, I don't know. He, he's saying he lost the step. I don't know if he fits in a uniform
1: anymore. Would he like gain like the off season 15?
0: Maybe. <laughs> or at least a TB 12. Womp womp. All right. So that wraps up our week two recap. Let's talk a little week three here. Talked about this a little bit Thursday night football. Again, this podcast is going to come well after that. So let's go ahead and announce the fact that the 49ers, congratulations <laughs> on starting your week. Sorry. I'm starting your season 3 and 0. The Giants fall to 1-2. and I'm two.
1: predicting another shutout, but I'm not sure if I just crispy curse th- Thursday Night Football.
0: Uh, yeah, that's the thing, though. It's Thursday Night Football. Anything can happen. It could be... Maybe they do win. I don't know. But it's hard, hard to see that happening. On a, a brighter note of Thursday Night Football, have you caught um, Prime Vision on Thursday Night Football this year?
1: No, last week was the first week, and I was at Horror Nights.
0: Oh, okay. Well if you're able to catch it this week, I definitely recommend it. I just love. It's like a fantasy managers, best way to watch football. You get to see all the players, the routes run, the throwing you tons of stats. Uh, I think all fantasy owners should be watching that prime. Vision.
1: Yeah. I think I watched a little bit of it last season. Um, I heard a new feature this year was like an like AI prediction on plays. Yeah. I'm excited to see that this week. I don't know if you checked it out last week.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I think it's still something that they're going to be evolving going forward. But yeah, it, even if the games are bad, we get pretty cool stats At
1: least there's something to pay attention to.
0: That's right. And then Sunday morning. This Send is out. not too much of an exciting week, I guess.
1: <laughs> To me, none of these games are particularly exciting. Um, I'm sure you'll be watching the 0-2 Broncos against the 2-0 and Dolphins, but nothing's really saying, hey, look, wake up before 10 a.m. and watch me.
0: Well, what's crazy in general is, especially in this morning slate, check out all these undefeated teams. The Falcons, the Saints, the Dolphins, not too much of a surprise there, the Commanders. And the ravens those are our two and oh there's
1: definitely some names there i was uh, not expecting and names that i'm surprised are not two and oh but yeah it's just these matchups are not like the most exciting
0: yeah a lot of these are looking pretty lopsided but hey a lot of those times that leads to a lot of fantasy points though uh because you get kind of a blowout so that team scores a ton and then at the end you get the garbage time on the crazy hell marys and all that stuff so Yeah, hopefully it still translates to a good fantasy week. So,
1: bad entertainment value, but good fantasy numbers.
0: That's what I'm here for.
1: (laughs) Guess we'll take it.
0: Yeah, even the afternoon slate, we got Panthers at Seahawks, Bears at Chiefs, and then Cowboys at Cardinals. Which I'm
1: expecting just to be another bloodbath repeat of week one. But you believe in top number five quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. So, maybe. I don't know if you know
0: this. Joshua Dobbs plays for the Cardinals, so you better watch out. (laughs)
1: Yeah, if he's capable of doing anything against the Cowboys defense, that's that's a whole that's a different conversation. I still believe in Desmond Ritter though.
0: Sunday Night Football has us with the uh, the intense matchup of the one and one Steelers against the one and one Raiders.
1: Yay! A night of mediocre football.
0: I guess uh, you're picking Steelers. Like
1: I said, mediocre football.
0: On that note, I'm predicting a tie for this oh. one. Oh, they'll they'll end the week one and one and one. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about this uh, last week's Monday night doubleheader? I don't like
1: it. I don't like the doubleheader. Or do you mean just the is it games? because,
0: <laughs> Or the yeah, idea no, no. of the doubleheader? Yeah, yeah. Is it because they're on at the same One, time? One, like,
1: people work during the week. Four o'clock is too early to start a football That's game.
0: true. It's and true. then, like,
1: they're only off by, like, like about a quarter or so. Like, it's just not it's not ideal. It's not an ideal situation. The whole point of, like, having, like, a Monday night football game is that you have one game that you can focus in on that you can be somewhat interested in. I don't like it. I don't know if this, this is going to be every week.
0: No, I think this is the last week of the doubleheaders. Um, you can fact check me on that. But, um, yeah, I actually don't think we can call this doubleheader because I thought a doubleheader means that they're back-to-back. Not like slightly overlapped, simultaneous. So. Isn't
1: that what Monday Night Football used to be? Like it was a little more spread out.
0: the The second game wouldn't kick off till the first game ended. It was a true doubleheader. Yeah.
1: So I I liked that. I remember that setup, and that made like a lot more sense. I think probably to everybody. This makes zero sense. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, seeing like the score of the other game in the corner of the screen, it's like okay, let me switch the games. I guess. Yeah, I didn't love it. Uh, we but we have it again. Maybe with better matchups? Question mark. I don't know. We got the Eagles at Bucks. Those are two undefeated teams right there. Probably one better than the other, but who knows? We can get the Baker Mayfield show on uh, Monday As night. long
1: as Mike Evans gets a hundred yards, I'll be happy.
0: Minimum hundred yards for Mike Evans. Noted. And then we got the one and one Rams against the zero two Bengals. Let me figure out who this quarterback is going to be. Yeah, do. I mean,
1: if Joe Burrow is not going to be leading the team this week, then I think we can pretty confidently predict how this is going to go. But I think this would have been a good game for Joe to sort of bounce back, um, even though the Rams are looking great.
0: Uh, Rams are looking good, for sure, yeah. We talked about Nakua, Kyron Williams, uh, definitely some fantasy su- surprises there. Yeah, so Joe Burrow's backup is Jake Browning, who has... Never thrown a pass. Who no, has never completed a pass. I should I should qualify that here. I guess he attempted one, week one. But he's never completed a pass in his NFL Not career. a rookie? No, not a rookie. He's been around, I guess, since twenty nineteen. Oh
1: that is depressing. <laughs>
0: it's not great. So, yeah, maybe
1: Bench, maybe a
0: Jake Browning
1: Bench maybe all a of your Jake Browning.
0: But uh, how can you bench Jamar Chase? It's so sad. This
1: guy hasn't completed a pass and he's been playing since 2019.
0: Well, maybe we'll get graced by the epic Jake Browning versus Matt Stafford Monday night bash.
1: Yeah, the sad thing is that this is the later game.
0: As long as we got fantasy points, we'll be okay. Jamar Chase, I'm talking to (laughs) him.
1: Seems seems unlikely for one of those teams, but yeah, we'll see what happens. (laughs)
0: All right, it's time for the Commission Crispy Corner.
1: Everyone's favorite segment, or at least ours. The C3. C3. C cubed.
0: C cubed. I like it. Which is another C. A cube is a C.
1: Ooh, so is that like C4? I don't
0: know. If it, I think we're going too far now. So we're starting <laughs> off with the, a final Dynasty update.
1: Yeah. What? Anything, anything exciting to report?
0: I mean, what's kind of exciting, I mean, it, honestly, it was for me feel a little bit bad for our newest league mate there, David. Uh, We had quite the battle. Uh, I ended up winning 137.3 to 134.2. Came down to that the Monday night. He had Jamal Williams on his back. Ended up with 2.9 points. If he had scored just, you know, four more points, he would have won that one. But again, I'm thrilled because... That left me 1-1. One one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was an exciting week for me last week, too. I was projected to lose. I had every expectation to lose. On by some crazy turnaround, I ended up beating Lou.
0: Even with those games, it wasn't the craziest game. The craziest game was Lynn versus PJ. PJ was uh, throwing some stuff there in the chat, trying to crispy curse along the way. But <laughs> they finished 148.64 for Lynn to 148.0 so a difference of 0.64 gives lynn that win
1: yeah somehow lynn is still doing great in this league
0: (laughs) i also kind of want to shout out real quick to wrap up this is um jay who we knew ended the year what (gasps) bottom two bottom three currently undefeated in the final dynasty also with his auto-drafted team
1: gotta believe sometimes it just works but that's because Jay was out doing, like, grown-up work and being an adult.
0: He had an emergency, uh, which I'm sure he didn't love, but still early to tell. But one. we have three undefeated teams, including you.
1: Yeah, unfortunately for me, I'm going up against the other person who's undefeated, which is Chris. And he's about to whoop my butt. <laughs> uh,
0: we have six teams that are one and one And then, kind of surprising, our 0-2 teams. Uh, we have Lou leading the pack there. Our defending champion, Arthur and Castro, all three playoff contenders last year, uh, off to a very slow start here. Two weeks in.
1: Didn't Arthur kind of have a slow start last year, too, and then took it all?
0: Yeah, I think he did have a little bit of a slow start.
1: This is just his MO. Don't give him any sympathy.
0: He's putting players on the trade block. He wants to to make some moves.
1: I know. I I wanted to trade him, and I just I don't really think I have anything to offer. (laughs) And I made too many moves last season.
0: And I'm paying for it now. All right. We had our first elimination in the fumble games this week. One of my coworkers, first year in the fumble games, unfortunately, gets eliminated first. Uh, He had A.J. Brown, disappointing week last week. Uh, Alan Lazard, Brock Purdy was his quarterback. George Kittle was another big name there on that team. Oh, and Josh Jacobs also off to a slow start this season. All hitting waivers.
1: Dan, yeah, I got no one.
0: You made some bids though, didn't you?
1: I did, but I like based off like the waivers from week one and the a lot of money that I spent or fab that I spent week one, I was like, oh, maybe people are not like gonna be big spenders. Lo and behold, coming out of waivers week two, I was nowhere near it.
0: <laughs> Plenty of big spending. So the biggest expense goes to AJ Brown $27 on that. Uh, Josh Jacobs for twenty dollars kill for 15 and then free agent uh, Jerome Ford was also fifteen dollars, Isaiah Pacheco for 10 and then Matt Breida and Chiefs defense for a dollar.
1: What I recall from the updates from last season was like those first few teams that were being eliminated. They would pick up the players that were on the that team that was getting eliminated. And I feel like it was like a trend of some of those players would would keep hitting the block because the people who picked them up kept getting eliminated.
0: Oh, man, you're totally right. There was a Jinx player. I want to say it was like Zeke. Del-
1: I think it was Dalvin Cook.
0: Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, it was, it was a running back. Yeah, maybe it was Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think almost uh, for a long time, week after week, he was on the eliminating eliminated roster.
1: Yeah. And I think it was almost like very close to like the end of the season. So I'm predicting that's either going to be Josh Jacobs or AJ Brown. Hmm. I remembered that trend so I wasn't totally upset that I didn't get the players. Also, I didn't realize there was like a whole ritual involved for these eliminations. This is legit.
0: It's a whole thing. Yeah, so <laughs> they, they everyone waits for I, I usually said it after the weekly report comes out because a stack correction should be in by then and then they wait for my my little gif that says that this announcement is going to come submit my little write-up and then i go by and drop every single player on that roster so that is the ritual
1: i like it it's fun I think a really cool element.
0: Uh, moving on to our last league, uh, Scott Fishbowl. How was your second week in Scott Fishbowl? And, and what's your record right now?
1: Yeah, I actually thought I was going to lose this week in that one, too. And I ended up winning. I think I lost last week. So I am currently 2-2, two and two, which I don't really get why there's like a second number. Like last week I was 0-2. <laughs> we only played one week and now it's 2-2. Two and two, So it's like we played four weeks. I don't get that.
0: <laughs> That's why I asked you what your record was because I knew that was gonna trip you up. um I also won this week, and so that this is my first Scott Fishbowl win this season uh, and I am also two and two. So to explain what that is um it's it's kind of a newer thing in fantasy. I've never played in it before, but i've I've more or less been aware of it. Um, so at the end of the week, if you win your matchup, you get a win, right? Mm-hmm. makes sense. But then you also compare your score to the league average. So if you score above the league average, you get an additional win. And if you don't, you get a loss. So if you've ever been like, let's say there's two aspects of this, right? Let's say you're playing a very difficult team and you do very, very well, but lose. In a normal league setting, you would just get the loss. But in this one, if you scored really, really high and lose, you get a one and one. You get a win and a loss for that.
1: Oh, I get it. Yeah. Do you know what this little...
0: The, the M? Yes. That that means that you you scored above the, the median, the the league average.
1: Oh, okay. So that's why I have like the second win.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. get a little trophy for the win and then you get the M for scoring above the median. So the counterpoint of that is if you, if you play a very low scoring game and you win, if that's below the league average, you get the one and one also. So it it kind of balances it out. So at the end of the season, you know how, like, in Final Dynasty last year, we were so tight in the standings. Ideally, this extra game that everyone's playing should weed out the weak and benefit the stronger teams.
1: And Okay, interesting. That's one way to do it. I don't like it, but it's one way to do it.
0: I, I'm curious how, how it ends up, you know, as we go through the season and see how, how that impacts. But yeah, it's, it's a curious way to... Curious aspects to this game.
1: Yeah, I was very confused as to why, and I couldn't figure out the logic. So thank you for explaining.
0: You got it. <laughs> All right, well, I think that wraps up our third part of the year, third part of the season. Woo. Uh, hopefully we get a little more normalcy here in our football teams. Be like the tight ends, friends. Be like the tight ends. We loved it.
1: Consistent.
0: <laughs> Consistency is the name of the game. As always, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend.
1: Tell all of your friends.
0: Find us on the app, formerly known as Twitter, at Noka underscore pod. We tweet things, interact with us, tell us what you think. Maybe we'll add segments based on your request. Who knows? Maybe you'll tweet one day.
1: Maybe we'll bring on a friend.
0: Mm, okay. As always, I'm Johnny.
1: And I'm Christy.
0: Good luck to everyone in week three, unless you're playing one of us.
1: In which case, we hope you lose. Bye. Bye.